This shit a motherfucking layup. I been Steph Curry with the shot. Been cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 25 of Curry in the Pot. I know it's been a minute. I know it's been it's been longer than a minute. It's been about a month since I gave you guys an episode, but hasn't really been too much going on. I mean, we had, you know, the Kyrie Irving fiasco. I'm going to touch a little bit on that. You know, Michael Jordan's comments on LeBron, Kobe, Kawhi Leonard, etc. But overall, hasn't really been a lot going on. But once football season, you know, officially arrives, I'll be definitely delivering more episodes. But let's get right into it. Today's topics are... We got Ezekiel Elliott. The Cowboys star running back has been suspended for six games. We also got Ryan Tannehill, who's out for the season. Jay Cutler is in. Ryan Tannehill is out. Also, the Sammy Watkins trade. Sammy Watkins was unexpectedly traded from the Bills to the Los Angeles Rams. Also, I want to talk about, you know, rookies that have shown flash, you know, real early in preseason. Gonna touch bases on the Kyrie Irving fiasco. Gonna touch, you know, just talk real briefly about that. Then I got some local news: John Wall, Bryce Harper, Redskins, Ravens. So let's get right into it. First things first is Ezekiel Elliott, Cowboy star running back, has been suspended for six games because of you know personal conduct issues, domestic violence being the issue. Me personally. I don't think he deserved the hammer like that because there wasn't no really concrete or compelling evidence against him. You know, it was more so hearsay. And I just don't really think that was enough to warrant a six-game suspension. However, I do think he will appeal that suspension. And I do believe the suspension will get reduced maybe to four or five games. But... To start the regular season, obviously, the Cowboys will be without Ezekiel Elliott. Um, They have the Giants week one, which is always fun to watch. And, you know, things could get really bad. I mean, they have Darren McFadden, who rushed for 1,000 yards back in 2015 behind that, you know, massive O-line. Also, they have Ronnie Hillman, and they still have Alfred Morris as well. So, I think all of those guys could help, you know, fill the void, you know, to an extent, but... None of those guys are Ezekiel Elliott. What he's able to do, you know, running the football, getting those tough yards, as well as, you know, being a good pass protector. And none of those guys are him. That's just a fact of the matter. So let's take a real quick look at the Cowboys' schedule through the first six games. So like I said, they have the New York Giants week one. That is in Dallas. Then week two, they have to go travel to the Mile House City and play the Denver Broncos. Week three, they have the Cardinals. Week four, the Rams. Week five, the Packers. They have a bye week, week six. And week seven, they have the San Francisco 49ers. So my Redskins do not get the benefit from their suspension. But the first six games could be really tough for the Dallas Cowboys. I do not see them beating the Giants, a team that they could not beat last year. Then they have to travel to the Mile House City week two against the Broncos, who are thirsty, you know, they got keep to leave Chris Harris Jr., Von Miller, and those boys. Those guys didn't make the playoffs last year. I think they want to make a statement, and they have a point to prove this season. 
And they played in week two. So I think the Cowboys could potentially start 0-2. And then, of course, week five, you got Green Bay. The Cowboys, they, their first six games, they could start 3-3. Three and three. And now with Ezekiel Elliott, of course, suspended. I want to see the real Dak Prescott. I want to see the real Rain Dakota Prescott. I want to see what he's made of, what he could do without Ezekiel Elliott. If his suspension gets reduced to four or five, then we're talking a different story. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see. But at worst case, if Ezekiel Elliott is out for the first six games, I see the Cowboys going at worst three and three. So, but at best four and two, five and one. But they definitely won't start six and zero. But probably, probably four and two is what you will see. But it all depends on what his suspension actually becomes after he appeals. Second topic of the day is Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill the other day had season-ending surgery on his knee. He is out for the season. Last week, they signed Jay Cutler. I know a lot of people were making this a big deal. You know, the Jay Cutler over, you know, Colin Kaepernick or like that. But what people fail to remember is Adam Gase, head coach of the Miami Dolphins, was Jay Cutler's offensive coordinator with the Chicago Bears. So the familiarity makes a lot of sense. Probably pretty much, you know, picking up the same offense, which makes a lot of sense. I think Jay Cutler and Ryan Tannehill are on the same wavelength as far as, you know, being a quarterback. So I don't think it's a bad move. I know a lot of people are upset about Colin Kaepernick. I'm I'm upset about it, too. Colin Kaepernick definitely deserves to be in the NFL. He just needs the right system tailored around him, and we all know what he can do, you know, going to the Super Bowl. And we, we all know what Colin Kaepernick is capable of. But for the people to say, wow, Jay Cutler, he's trash. Yeah, yeah, Colin Kaepernick isn't that much better. He didn't play well last season at all. I know it was the 49ers. I know Chip Kelly was the head coach. I understand that. But, like, you got to look at it, you know, from the perspective that I just mentioned. Adam Gates, the head coach, was Jay Cutler's former offensive coordinator with the Bears. And for people just hating on Jay Cutler, I mean, he played for the Bears. I know they had Alshon Jeffrey, but it's the Bears, okay? It's the Bears. But looking at the Miami Dolphins schedule, this team was a wild card team last year. And let's not forget they lost in the opening round against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So let's not, you know, count them out completely because they did make the wild card last year. But week one, they have the, they have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They also have the Chargers week two, Jets week three. Week four, the Saints. Week five, the Titans. Week six, the Atlanta Falcons. The schedule isn't that bad. I don't know if they'll be wild card again, but they could be a wild card team. The schedule isn't too crazy, but the I think the Dolphins could be a wild card team because, like I said, Jay Cutler and Ryan Tannehill, they're pretty much the same QB. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what the Miami Dolphins will do. They have Jarvis Landry. They have Jay Ajay, who had a really uh, good breakout campaign last season. Still have Kenny Stills. And the Dolphins, you know, they're not a bad team. On defense, they have Cameron Wake still, the Dominican Sue. Also on offense, Devontae Parker. But the Dolphins are, you know, they're, they're one of those instant teams because, you know, one year they're good, next year they're really bad. Like, you just don't know with the Dolphins. And they play in the same division as the Patriots. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see what the Dolphins do. But like I said, my take on the whole Ryan Tannehill, Jay Cutler, you know, they're pretty much the same QB. So it won't really be too much of a drop-off. I know Jay Cutler has a tendency to be an interception machine. But 
We're just going to have to see. My third topic is Sammy Watkins was unexpectedly traded to the Los Angeles Rams on Friday afternoon. Uh, the trade caught me by surprise. I'm sure it caught a lot of people by surprise. Sammy Watkins said it caught him by surprise. Um, Sammy Watkins is in a contract year. I think Sammy Watkins has the chance to be a really good weapon for rookie head coach Sean McVay, who's the youngest head coach in the NFL, former offensive coordinator for the Washington Redskins. He's going to be a good weapon if Sammy Watkins can stay healthy. That's always been the key for Sammy Watkins. A lot of people know he can play. They know he has a lot of talent, but can he stay healthy? That's always been the key. I do like the Rams. They're going to be a fun, you know, instant team to watch. I'm going to be paying close attention because of Sean McVay. I just mentioned came over from the Redskins. They still have some issues with the offensive line. As you saw in their preseason game, uh, you know, their running backs weren't really able to do much. Todd Gurley had a sophomore slump, you could say. But the offensive line is really bad. He could help take some of the pressure off of Tavon Austin. Because the Rams do not have a lot of weapons, if you really think about it. They lost Kenny Britt, who went over to the Browns. And so Sammy Watkins, you know, has a chance to help out that receiving core and help out, you know, second-year quarterback Jared Goff. But can he stay healthy? That remains to be seen. Really quick, I want to talk about the rookies who have shown some flash and who I think will, you know, have an impact on the league. I watched the Texans game the other night, and Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Watson looked really good. You know, th- this is a perfect situation for him. You know, the Texans have a really good defense. I know Tom Savage is still the number one quarterback on the death chart, but I really like Deshaun Watson. I really like his potential. You know, we saw him throw for a touchdown as, as well as run for one. So I think Deshaun Watson has, you know, a lot of good potential. Whether he stays behind Tom Savage on the death chart remains to be seen. But Bill O'Brien and the Texans, they have a decision to make. I think Deshaun Watson, you know, has a really good chance to be good. Also, Deshaun Kaiser, he came in. the He played like late, the later portion of the Browns game. But that guy has a rocket. That guy has an unbelievable arm. Even some of the short throws he was making, they were absolutely, absolute bullets and darts. Like, the guy, there's, there's never been a question about, you know, the strength of his arm, but the accuracy. So, if he can somehow channel that accuracy, I know he's on the Browns. The Browns don't have a lot of weapons. I, I would like to see him in a better situation, but hopefully he makes the most out of this situation. And also, Leonard Fournette, I think the guy's going to be an absolute beast. Him and Christian McCaffrey. They have, anytime you see running backs go in the top 10, they both went in the top 10. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be great, not just rushing, but as well as receiving. I think the guy's going to, you know, easily every week have five or six catches. going to be a really good pickup for fantasy players in PPR leagues. And Leonard Fournette, he just runs violently. He said that the NFL game was slower than he thought it would be, but he was playing against, you know, a lot of second string guys. So it's going to be interesting when the Jaguar season begins. Switching gears a little bit, I want to go to the NBA, and I want to talk about this Kyrie Irving situation. A lot of people wanted my take on this, so I'm going to give my take. So, as you all know, Kyrie Irving reportedly wants out of Cleveland, and it's because of LeBron. And my advice to the Cavs is you better trade this guy soon. 
because you don't want that type of issue to trickle down and trickle over to training camp. And Kyrie and LeBron pretty much divide the locker room. Hey, I want to first, I want to congratulate Kyrie for standing up, you know, and not sticking around for this mess because LeBron hasn't given an indication whether he's going to stay or go. You don't want to be stuck like how he left D-Way hanging in Miami. You just don't want to be stuck. You just don't want to be in that situation. So why not? Um, the thing is, he wants to go to, you know, a, a team where he could be his own star. He said the Knicks among one of his destinations. He also said the Timberwolves, which would be a pretty interesting fit if they could pull off a trade. And he also said the Spurs and the Miami Heat. And Deion Waiter said there's already alpha male over here. So, the whole drama continues. There was also a report earlier in the week that said he went, I believe, days without speaking to his teammates during the playoffs. Like, come on, man. You got to grow up in that aspect. But I am happy that he does not want to play second fiddle to LeBron no more. He doesn't want to get caught hanging if LeBron opts to leave and go to a place like the Lakers next summer. Like, I wouldn't want to be left hanging either. So, Kyrie... Good job. We're actually moving rather quickly here. So I'm going to transition to, you know, the last part of my segment, which is local news. And boy, do we have a lot. So local news. Last night, Bryce Harper had a really bad fall as he tripped over as he tripped over the base and he landed really awkwardly on his knee. Um, whew, That was a scare for Nats fans as well as Bryce Harper fans. But the good news is he has no ligament or tendon damage. He just sustained a significant bone bruise and is now placed on the 10-day DL. He expects to try to come back before the end of the regular season. But I wish you a speedy recovery, Bryce. The Nats definitely need you if they want to do anything in the postseason. Also in local news, I want to talk about the John Wall extension that he signed Last week, he had his um, press conference, and I'm really happy for him. I'm really happy for John Wall. I've often said that he's been one of my favorite players for a long time, ever since I watched his high school mixtape at Word of God High School. Everybody knows. If you haven't seen that mixtape, go on YouTube. Just type in John Wall High School Hoop mixtape. It was absolutely amazing. And he went to Kentucky, and after that, he was drafted number one overall in 2010 by the Washington Wizards. And it's been great, you know, just watching the maturation process of John Wall. And to see him get this Supermax extension, I believe it's well-deserved. It's also what the NBA envisioned, the NBA uh, Association, they envisioned envision when they put together the new CBA, which is to try to get these players to stay put and not just leave their teams in free agency. He signed the Supermax extension, four years, $178 million. And... Wow, that's a lot of money. So John Wall is staying put in D.C. for the next six years. And it was a quote after his new contract. He said, my kids, kids, kids should be fine. Well, with that contract, John, you're absolutely right. Your kids, kids, kids should be fine. And I also like the fact that he said he wants to stay put and he's not going to stop until his jersey is hanging in the rafters and until he brings a championship banner to D.C. I hope both of those things happen. Championship banner may be a little far-fetched, but who knows? Who who knows? Also in local news, the other night, 
Thursday night, the Ravens defeated the Washington Redskins in the first preseason game, 23-3. to The offensive starters for the Redskins only played two only played two drives. It was sit to a two three and outs for the Redskins offense. And I believe they need they they, they have some work to do. They they it has they have to improve, but I try not to look too much into preseason because it's preseason. Like it's preseason. The guys that he's supposed to be out there with weren't even uh playing, like Jordan Reed, Josh Doxson. Those are two those are gonna be two key weapons going forward for the Redskins offense this season. So I try not to look I try not to look too deeply into things. It's only the first preseason game. I try not to, you know, look at it too hard. But if you're a fan, that's not what you want to see. Two three and outs for Kirk Cousins and the starters. That's not what you want to see. Hopefully they get it together. Um, Joe Flacco also did not play in that game. Ryan Mallett was playing. I still think the Ravens should have signed uh, Kaepernick because Ryan Mallett is awful. It was a, a lot of throws that he missed, wide open receivers, et cetera, et cetera. Also, for the Redskins, Trent Murphy is out for the season with a torn ACL. He was supposed to be suspended for the first four games of the season after testing positive for PEDs, but he's now out for the season. He was also in a contract year, so that's that's a blow for the Redskins, but they do have some depth at outside linebacker, including Ryan Kerrigan, Ryan Anderson, Junior Gallette, as well as Preston Smith. They ca- they cannot afford to sustain another injury, but the good thing is they have some depth. I just want to thank my audience for listening. I know it's been a long time since I dropped the podcast. It's been it's been too long. It's been very long since I dropped the podcast. It's been over a month. It was actually an exact month yesterday, Saturday, August the 12th. And the last podcast I gave you guys was July the 12th. And I'm so sorry for that. But it hasn't really been too much to talk about. The NFL season is only 25 days away. So once that season kicks off, I'll be giving you guys at least one episode a week. At least one episode a week. I promise I'll be giving you guys an episode every Wednesday so that I can give you guys my predictions on each game of the week. Because, you know, we have Thursday night games. So I can give you guys all my predictions. Early prediction. There's, I got the Patriots beating the Chiefs 25 days from now. That's just what's going to happen. That's my early prediction. But once the preseason comes to a close or close to a close, I will give you guys my predictions on what every NFL team's record will be, who win the division for each team, for each conference, each division. And I'll also give you guys my wild card predictions and etc. So, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Thank everybody for bearing with me. Hasn't been too much to talk about, but I'm going to try to make more of an effort to at least give you guys some more content. So, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Um, It's episode 25. I can't believe, you know, I'm 25 episodes in. And I just want to thank all you guys for the love and support because the support has been amazing. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry I haven't given you guys an episode, but... Like I said, once the season kicks off, I'll be giving you guys plenty of content. I want to thank everybody for listening one last time. Mike Curry, episode number 25 is done. Peace.